Hey, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 24. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent Trent. Other host, Straight to Car. I'm the final host, Kenny Okafor. And this week, we're going to be discussing our favorite memories of the formerly known Washington Redskins. Um, we're also going to give you guys our reactions to the Rajon Rondo injury and uh, their, its impact on the Lakers. And finally, episode 24, so we've got to go to our favorite Kobe moment. So we're going to have a, a lot of things for you guys this week. Basketball is in two weeks. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all soon. Peace. I'm see you. What is going on, you guys? How are you all doing today? I'm great, good. Bro. It was a good balling session we had. Yeah, it is beautiful outside. If you're, not, if you're staying inside, please go outside. The weather outside is crazy right now. It's perfect. Unless you're in Florida. Yeah, unless you're in Florida. Don't go outside. Or California or Texas or any of those places. Or Arizona. Stay, stay inside, bro. <laughs> yeah, stay inside. Stay inside if you're in one of those, uh, you know, crazy uh, states over there. Um, but I'm sure you guys heard the news. Uh, we called it last week, but the Washington Redskins have officially retired their name. Um, it's It's been a long time. It's been 100 years, I think, since the history of the, the, the team. So it's going to be a big change. Um we still don't know what the name is going to be. We still don't know. I don't even know what the options are going to be. We heard a lot about Red Tails. We heard a lot about Red, Red Wolves. Wolves. We heard a lot about Warriors. Warriors. So, yeah, there's a lot of names um, being thrown out there, but we don't know. So what we're going to discuss today is our favorite memories because we did grow up in this in the D.C. area. So we've seen a lot of Redskins games and a lot of moments, so many moments. Uh, I, we, I've seen the lowest points of this team, and I've seen the highest points of this team in in these past 20 years. So um, we're going to discuss our favorite, favorite memories. Trey, go ahead and just show it and uh, tell us your very first memory ever of the Washington Redskins. Uh, my first memory of the Washington franchise um, is when uh, they played the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 2005 playoffs. Um, that was our last and only playoff win of this century and the only playoff win I've ever witnessed of that team. So, I mean, it was a great first memory to have. Um, why I remember that game so, like, specifically is because Sean Taylor actually spit in someone's face during that game and got ejected. <laughs> and I was a huge Sean Taylor fan. Rest in peace. Um, Could have been one of the greatest safeties of all time, honestly. Um, that man was an animal. Um, rest in peace. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the greatest Redskins game I've seen. I mean, we won that playoff game 20 to 10. I mean, 17 to 10, sorry. Um, and we ended up losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion Seahawks um, runner in the up, next runner round. Up. Runner yeah. up. Oh, yeah. run up. Run lost up. The Steelers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they lost the Steelers. But um, the NFC champions, um, Seahawks. And, um, yeah, that was just that – was, that would probably be my – first memory of the Redskins. I don't remember anything else before that, really. Clearly, at least. Um, I'm going to go out here. My my first ever memory of this team, I think it was 2005, same year as Trey's talking about. 2005, uh, I think it was one of the last few weeks of the season. I, I don't remember very, very clearly, but it was Drew Bledsoe and the Cowboys coming into town um, at FedEx, and this was when it was a packed FedEx field. Like Back in these days, back in the Joe Gibbs era, <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh yeah. It was that, hard. That place was rocking. Yeah, it was rocking. I think you had those the pig people or whatever they're called, the the hogs. Uh, the hogs, and they were out there full effect. I would see them on the news. Clint Portis would always dress up in his uh, low costumes before the games or whatever. Oof, strange good guy. Times. Good, times. good times. Good times. Good times. You uh, don't see that anymore. Yeah, we don't see any of this stuff anymore. Uh, and then I think Drew Bledsoe comes in the game, and the Cowboys are just awful. And I think this game made me feel so bad for the Cowboys that. I ended up becoming a Cowboys fan because they got whooped that game. It was like 35 to 7. I remember this because the rest of them used to wear those white jerseys at home. Oh, my and God. The all-whites. The all-white jerseys Ooh. at home. They used to wear it all the time. And then uh, the Cowboys would, mer- would barely ever wear those dark blue jerseys. But anytime they were going to D.C., they would, they would end up wearing it. So it was just uh, – yeah, it was a crazy game. The Redskins whooped them, the Cowboys. I think it was like 35 to 7 in the end. And then, uh, yeah. And after that, I became a Cowboys fan after that. It was crazy. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, for me, my first ever Redskins memory, my uncle, he grew up a Redskins fan. So I went, I went to one of the preseason games with him. And that's the Steelers, my favorite team. And I got to see Jason Campbell in action. That guy. Jason <laughs> Campbell. <laughs> got to see him get sat by Brett Kiesel. So, yeah. I had fun in that game because, you know, Steelers, but, you know. Man, those are my first <laughs> Oh man, that's when you what, right after you passed that 2007 six mark, like you're going into darker days. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a wrap. Going to the darker days. All right, uh, Shrey, give us your favorite memory now of all time. All right, I'm gonna give you guys a few. Um, my first one, um, it has to be the 2012 season. That's just that season overall. Mm. That was the greatest season I've ever been a part of. Um, most hype season. Uh, with RG3, um, they were so fun to watch. RG3 was so electric. And a specific moment from that season, um, there were a lot, but I went to the game uh, against where uh, the Redskins played the Vikings. Mm. And uh, mm. it was RG3's first game coming off a concussion he suffered against the Falcons, I believe, the week before. And we just lost that game. And I believe we were like three and six, maybe, or Two yeah. and five at that point. Um, but RG3 just took over that game. Um, I remember he had a s- crazy 76-yard run for a touchdown. The whole stadium was rocking. I could feel, like, the ground beneath me shaking. It felt like an earthquake. It was so hype in there. That was one of the most hype moments I've ever been part of. And um, it was just amazing. Like, that was, like, I think that was the first game that I went to that the Redskins actually won. So um, that was extra special for me. Um, it's going to be hard calling them another name, but um, I'm glad I have a lot of good memories to hold on to. There was a lot of bad, but um, the few good memories I had, I mean, I'm never going to forget. Um, that season is probably one of the seasons I'll always remember for the rest of my life, even though we didn't win a Super Bowl or anything. It was just like an iconic part of my childhood, and I'll cherish that forever. Yeah, that game, I think RG3 had 13 carries for 138 yards and two touchdowns. Just rushing, yeah. just rushing alone. Yeah. I, I, it's just, yeah. I, like, I don't think it, it's settled to me yet, like, just how different it's going to be. Like, I've been loving this team and calling it by its name for the past 20 years. Um, I don't think it's really set in for me because 2020 has been such a bad year. Honestly, like, I didn't really even get a chance to feel sad about the name changing or anything until like right now, actually. So yeah, um, it's gonna be tough. And yeah, those are those are some years. My 
my f- uh, memories. Uh, wait, are you done with your memories? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, you yeah. see, my favorite memories. I've been to three wrestling games in my life. All recently, um, I witnessed one of the greatest gutsiest performances by Tony Romo in FedEx Field uh, in 2013. He came into the game. Cowboys were eight and or seven and seven, I believe. And they had to win. They had to win against the Redskins in order to um, make the playoffs or have a chance of making the playoffs. So they come into this game. I think. Um, I mean, whenever you play at FedEx Field, the Redskins do not take it easy, especially if you're the Cowboys or any division rival. It was not an easy game. Uh, Tony Romo hurt his back that game, and then it was like fourth and ten. He drives us all the way down the field, and then he throws a little touchdown to Demarco Murray, and that put us over the edge and we won the game 23-17 I believe which ended up um taking the Cowboys to uh all or nothing game against the Eagles which they ultimately lost but that was my first ever wrestling game ever and then I also remember that game because it was rainy that day um I was in like middle school so I had like homework the next day due but I just had to I just couldn't do it because I was so hyped over that last game then my next game I went to was Dak Prescott's first ever victory over the, over anybody his first ever win in the nfl i was there um i'm 3-0 at wrestling game 3-0 as a cowboys fan so it's pretty lit i just went to one this recent year cowboys smoked it's gonna them. be three and one oh wait i don't even know if there's gonna be fans <laughs> yeah exactly i'm three and right now i'm three and right now that's all i know um but yeah it's just a lot of memories one of the good memories i have of the team is um probably the Redskins versus I think it was you guys were playing the Eagles one game. It was it was the year that basically Oh yeah, the year that everyone was terrible. The, everyone the NFC East was horrible. I remember Kirk Cousins. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. Twenty fifteen. The NFC least. Yeah, that was yeah. horrible years. Um, that was Matt Castle year, right? Yep, that was Matt Castle year for the yeah. Cowboys. And then I think the Eagles were was it Mark Sanchez? <laughs> Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. I don't remember it anymore. Yeah, Sam Bradford was a star and then Kirk Cousins takes a knee at the uh, at, at the end of the oh first half. Oh my god! Instead of spiking <laughs> it, bro. Like a, oh my but they had, god. ultimately ended up escaping with the win, and they basically won a division after that. But yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Oh, Kirk and his clock management. <laughs> oh, oh, that that was something. Uh, Jake that, Gruden and his clock management. That was one, oh of, the, that was one of the most most memorable things. I and I also remember Kirk's game against uh, Tampa Bay when they were down twenty four zero at half. Comes back and. Uh, Shocks the like shocks everybody. He's like, you like that? That's how. That's when that was. I remember that game. That game was that game was crazy. I remember those jerseys, bro. Those jerseys just magical, bro. Yeah, those jerseys were tough. I think it was was it James Winston who blew that lead. Who else would it be? Yeah, bro? you're right. Of what course, it's James. Of course, it's James. But it was not his fault. It wasn't his fault. Kirk was just on fire in the second half. But uh, yeah, those are my my favorite memories as Redskins. As the yeah. for me, for me it has to be. I don't remember what year it was, but they had to play the Giants to make the playoffs. And it was a it was a good game. It was pretty close to the end. And I'm like, I remember texting Trey and Vince. I'm like, watch watch Kirk throw a pick right here. Oh man. No, no, he did the next the next play. Well, how much how much time was left? I it was probably like a minute and a half. Throw a pick. End of the game. And, and, and the game. So all next, they needed was a touchdown, bro. And they would have been in the playoffs. Some context for that game right there. The Giants, that game were like, they already made the playoffs. They had nothing to play for. They literally They didn't even have to play for seeding, bro. They didn't have to play for seeding. They had their starters in for like the first quarter and a half. They were and some starters played throughout the whole game. 
they were locked. Like, they literally just didn't care anymore. So they, they literally pulled out, like, I think OBJ was – they just pulled out everybody. Eli was – was Eli playing? Eli wasn't even playing, right? Eli didn't play the fourth, I believe. Eli didn't play the fourth. And then – DRC – like, DRC was still playing. Some of their secondary was still playing. Yeah, that was just a mess, man. It was just – it was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, that game was just funny to me. But yeah, like, because... it's just the epitome of Redskins football the last yeah. 20 years. Like, you guys would have made it. Yeah, you guys would have made it over, uh, I think it was Carolina or no, Detroit. Detroit made the playoffs over you guys last yeah. year. They lost to the Saints. Oh I my mean. God. Great times, though. Good times. Oh no, they I mean, lost to the Seahawks. They lost to the Seahawks yeah. in Seattle. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they, a good memory I have. I'm not a, I'm not a Redskins. But I'll, I'll support them in the RG3 year. But my favorite memory when they drafted Dwayne Haskins because, you know, <laughs> I was a football fan. And I, I want to say so, like, I'm going to support him. I, I will say this. Uh, there was one game I remember watching, and I was like, yo, this man RG3 is crazy. I think it was against the uh, Seahawks where this man, like, literally – I don't remember what – was it – did he come in? Was he actually out that game? He was getting roughed up against the Seahawks that one game. And he was – I think it was a playoff well, game. That was a playoff game, yeah. He was getting absolutely mauled out there. But he was – I mean, the Redskins were up like 14-7, I think. 14-0. Bro. 14-0 at one point. I mean, RG3 was getting like – this is like – He was cooking, bro, and then he got hurt. He was cooking. It was like pre-Legion of Boom era, like right before the Legion of Boom became the Legion of Boom. But, man, RG3 was getting roughed up that game. But he drove the team down 14-0, and then he's like – did uh he got I think he tore his like a- LCL or something that's LCL and ACL LCL ACL and then all, after that I mean we all know what happened to the Redskins after that that's crazy y'all really the Redskins organization really ruined his career oh they did sad yeah. oh, I mean you you just uh, he he kind of ruined it himself he said he wanted to become a pocket passer yeah but he's yeah, not, he's not I, like, I think it was I, mean, yeah, I think it was like, a little uh, mix of both but I think it was more the organization yeah. than him for sure yeah for sure but um I mean. Think about it. You guys didn't have him. Kirk Cousins would not be where he is today, man. Kirk Cousins would yeah. not be getting 27 mil right now if it wasn't for RG3. Yeah. So uh, I got another one for you, Vincent. Um, do you remember that uh, the Sean Taylor block field goal when I mean, it was tied 6-6? I remember, I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. So basically, um, this is a iconic play of Sean Taylor's career. Basically, this was a nip and tuck game. All defense tied six six with about I don't know probably like five or fifteen to ten seconds left. Um, Cowboys have the ball. Um, I think they're pretty um, decently into field goal range. So I mean I pretty much didn't have hope. But Nick no, Falk, you gotta remember, you gotta remember that I think Joe Gibbs called two timeouts consecutive. You can't do that or something. No, no, no. That was a different game. That was a different. That was after Sean Taylor died. That was the first game after Sean Taylor died. So many memories, man. But, um, I mean, Nick Folk is about to kick this through. That's what I'm thinking. But Sean Taylor comes out of nowhere, blocks that kick, um, recovers it, runs it down, gets a, gets a, someone grabs a hold of his face, Mac pulls it. And that, at that time, um, there were two different face mask penalties. So I thought it was going to be the five yard one, but it ended up <laughs> being the 15 yard one. So we blocked the field goal. Sean Terra gets gets us into field goal range. We win the game as clock expires. I mean, that was one of the one of my first like great Redskins moments that I'll obviously never forget because I thought we had no hope and we pulled off a miracle. Like that was crazy against the Cowboys too. Like I, I mean, I, I cried like a baby that game. I cried like a baby after that game. It was crazy. It was like Romo's first year, I think. 
Yeah, it was two. I think it was two. It was. It was two thousand six. Week nine. Uh, yeah, I remember that yeah. game too. Cause uh, freaking Cowboys, man. I think uh, y'all were wearing those dark blue jerseys. It's always at FedEx, man. It's always those memories. It's always at FedEx. I've barely ever won any memories at Cowboys Stadium besides that Thanksgiving game. But uh, I mean, yeah, that game was crazy. There was also a game where I think it was To's first year of the Cowboys, where he like. Got a touchdown, and then he slept on the ball or something, and then he got a 15-yard. I, I don't know why I remember that. Oh, that yeah, game yeah, was crazy, too. And that one game, uh, Colt McCoy on Monday Night Football in oh, Dallas yeah. against the 12 ah, I, I don't know what Cowboys. happens, man, half these games, man. I don't know. I, see. Anything can happen between yeah. them, bro. Anything. The Redskins play super No matter hard. how bad the records are. Yeah, but That's it, a good rivalry right there. No, it was. It was a good rivalry. Yeah, it was a good rivalry. Now, Not anymore. Not anymore. I, I, that's probably the least team, the last team I'm scared of. To think we we think that's a great rivalry, and we haven't even seen the greatest like battles between them. Like the '90s were crazy. Yeah, the '90s probably were. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I think right now we're living through uh, Steelers Ravens, man. That's right now is probably the top yeah. top three rivalry in the NFL. Yeah, and Steelers are yeah. Steelers gonna be up good this year. Uh huh. I don't know. I think it all depends on Lamar's health, man. Lamar can stay healthy. I'm sorry, Kenny. Y'all getting whooped. Y'all getting Lamar whooped. stays healthy. That's 16 and 0, bro. Same with, 16 same, and same with Ben. They're not going 16 and 0. They're not going 16 and 0. If Ben plays well, bro, you never know. We can, we can mess him up. Okay. All I know is right now, okay. no, I know the Ravens are not going 16 0. They got to play the Chiefs, man. Let's, let's relax now, all right? That guy, that's, that's a toss up. Hey, they're favored in that game. Man, people really love them. That's crazy. crazy. Well, anyways. Um, is that for with that? With all that being said, is, you guys got anything else to say about the uh, the Redskins? Nah, I mean it's it's just it's gonna be sad, but yeah, um, man. Twenty things gotta change. I mean, it has to change. Twenty. So I, uh, I'm I'm ready for whatever name they. Uh, it's hard, man. On. I mean, like I've been, tw- I'm twenty years old, so like I can have maybe like seventeen years of calling them whatever. I mean, my parents have been here since like. They've probably been Redskins fans for like 40 years, 40, 50 years. So it's going to be way harder on them. Than yeah, same. Any Skins fans that are like super older, like it's going to be way harder on them than it is for us. So, uh, I mean, we're here to adapt to change. So whatever it is, I just hope <coughs> it starts with an R, man. It starts with an R. The hashtag is too good. No no cap, man. That, that, that hashtag needs to stay. Yeah, HTTR. Um, so moving on from that, we're going to jump into the breaking news in Orlando where Jean Rondo has uh, – broken his hand and reports are saying that he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Um, Trey, I'm going to ask you because you're a Lakers fan. How much does this hurt the Lakers' chance of winning the title? Um, I think it hurts. Um, in the locker room, it hurts, but I feel like it doesn't really hurt on the court, honestly. I have not been the biggest fan of Rondo, especially these past few years um, since he's come to the Lakers. Um I really don't think he's much of a plus player for them when he's on the court, especially when he's on the court with LeBron. Like, both of those guys aren't really that great off the ball. So, if you have LeBron controlling the ball, I mean, he's pretty much useless. Um, He shoots 32% from three, and all of his threes are wide open. Like, there's no one within five feet of him, and he shoots 32% from three. So, I mean, he doesn't really add much shooting-wise. Um. He, I think the Lakers are going to miss his veteran leadership. And obviously, he's a guy who's played in many, many big games. He's won a championship. He has championship experience. So, obviously, you're going to miss that in the playoffs. Um, a proven guy who 
has had his success in the playoffs. Like, I mean, as recent as uh, 2017, 2018, um, when he was on the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, had a great playoff run, helped them win that first round series um, against Dame, CJ, and those Blazers. So, I mean, he's had his moments in the playoffs, but I feel like at this point, he's really not much of a plus. He's really not. His, his loss, I feel, doesn't truly hurt the team. I feel like technical difficulties uh but um (laughs) oh my god but yeah this dude i mean i don't i really don't see um the hype around him um i think this is going to clear up more minutes for uh caruso and kuzma and they're younger um hopefully they can um live up to the expectations because the playoffs are a different animal, and they have never been in that situation. So if they can just – if Kuzma has been actually putting in work this quarantine, I feel like he can make up for whatever they've lost in Bradley and Rondo offensively. I mean, defensively, you really can't make up for Bradley's loss. And, I mean, Rondo, he he's kind of heady on defense. He can get you some seals and stuff. But offensively, if Kuzma can – play like he's played his first two years, I mean, I think they can be a lot better offensively. He can stretch the floor. They'll have some more shooting um, on that bench. And that'll Breaking news, Kuzma has not been putting in work. He's been putting off. He's been putting in work off the floor, though. I'll say that. Off the floor. Hey, I mean. Off the, off the floor, he's the MVP, man. MVP of the league. shooting his set up for yeah, he is the MVP. Oh, well, man, I'm tell you. Like, you can't lie I can't about lie that. on that, but off the – I mean, on the court, Kuzma. Come on, bro. The girls are still going to be there, all right? The girls are still going to be there, no no matter how much work you put in. There's going to be more women when you win a That's ring. what I'm saying. So that's exactly what I'm saying, Kuzma. You got to know that, man. There's going to be way more women. He's distracted. We just got to see, hey, bro. We just got to see. can't even lie. He's, we don't he, know he, yet. We don't I feel like know he yet, is distracted, honestly. though. Can't I mean, even lie. Can't even lie. He's been distracted. Look what Blake Griffin did. Went to Detroit and got a shot. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, right? My man was in L.A. He said, you know what? Work on my game. We're going to talk to girls. He got with Kendall. That's cool, right? But went to Detroit, worked on his game. Now he got a shot. That's crazy. That's, just, that's my theory, man. Kuzma, too young for He's too young for L.A., man. Yeah, that's true. It's hard being – I mean, Lon, you see, like, Lonzo and Ingram, now that they're not in L.A., they're young guys. Uh, I don't know if – like, we can't say, obviously, correlation is not causation, but, I mean, there's a pretty decent trend going um, towards that team. Yeah, like, young guys on the Lakers, it's no, kind of hard. You know, I mean, literally, actually, where's the LA? last good Lakers player that they drafted? Like, that had a good career in the NBA. Like, long longevity I mean, career, mature, all that. I literally I – mean, Kobe. Kobe. Literally, like, you – and Kobe's different. He's built different. That's the thing, too. I mean, like, what, yeah. Andrew Bynum. They, they, didn't, they didn't draft Lamar Odom. Bynum had, Bynum had struggles, obviously. but he was good. I mean, he was talented. Traded, yeah. traded D'Lo. Traded D'Lo. He's blossomed. I mean, I'm trying to think all these players that the Lakers have drafted. It's just – It's Kobe. It's bro. just Kobe. It's Kobe. Shaq, Shaq, came, with, <laughs> Shaq came over from Orlando. I mean, the, Kobe and then before that, Magic. Ain't bro. that crazy to think about? It's like the two transformation play, transformational players. Of course, they're going to develop into great players. But, like, every other player the Lakers have drafted, like, come on, bro. Yeah, Isn't that nice. – look at it. Look at the player development there. I don't know if it's the uh, – I don't know if it's, like, the, the, the organization or it's just, like, the, the city itself. So, I guess it must be a mix of both, man. So, who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Isn't that crazy? Though. That crazy to think about. Because look, Julius Randle is. I mean, he's on the Knicks now, so I can't really speak on that. But <laughs> as a Laker, as a Laker, they never played. To they never did. Potential. They never did. Yeah, that's so, what I'm trying. So to say. I mean, that, I I think that's uh, that's some that's on their um, player development, honestly, because they really haven't. Like D'Lo, he did better when he was not a Laker. Like he was in a big city and he still played well. Yeah. On the on the Nets, like he's in New York. He's a young guy in New York. Like that's pretty that hard. That's pretty too. crazy. And he improved. Uh, obviously, Lonzo and Ingram improved in a smaller market. So I mean, Lakers player development got to step up for sure. Know? I mean, not everybody's going to have that mama mentality to come to work every day. So it, I also give it the city some. Strength. Yeah, yeah, Kobe, Kobe was, was different. He didn't. He didn't want. He didn't want to go to parties and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just different. He he's the goat. Uh, so. My take on Rondo though is here's what I'll say. I feel like in the short term it won't hurt them. That, it won't hurt them that much. But I feel like it shows these cracks that LeBron James builds within these teams, man. Because like he loves his veterans, he loves his vets. He's gonna get as many as he can. But once they start going down, I mean, they're just going to go fishing off, off for guys off the street. You know, J.R. Smith. I mean, he can still play. But I think we're gonna see in the long term what this Rondo injury means. Because I feel like a lot more of these vets are gonna go down. And once LeBron leaves. I, it's going to be AD and a whole bunch of nothing. All right? I'll say that right now. There's going to be nothing around AD when LeBron retires. And I think Lakers fans should be worried, man, because LeBron is literally running this team. He's the GM. He's going to pick all, whoever player he wants. And within the next the year after he retires, the Lakers are going to be in the lottery again. Just saying. Just saying. I would not be surprised, bro. Because <laughs> we're, we're putting all our eggs in one basket right now. I think this year it will be fine for this year. I think I – think, the Rondo injury was a six to eight, six to eight weeks. He'll miss like what? They said he might be back. For, he's going to be back for the yes. playoffs probably. They're targeting his return for the playoffs. I think the regular season, honestly. I don't think it will matter either. Lakers are going to be the first seed. Yeah, so, so it don't matter for that. But still, Rondo, Rondo was still good as a second second guy to relieve LeBron. That was, that was his role, I feel like. Yeah, playmaking-wise, yeah. But they lose that. I mean, J.R. Smith not really a – Playmaking guy makes shots, but that's why they ain't gonna hurt his defensive playmaking. But that's it for real. And because he came back for the playoffs, he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's just gonna put a lot of pressure on Caruso. I feel as that secondary ball handler. Yeah. In in their like that lineup that they have at, in, at the end of games, because I feel like they're gonna run that lineup a lot more because that's that was successful and they don't really have much of a choice, honestly. Because um, they don't have Avery Bradley, so Caruso's probably Caruso or Kuzma is probably going to be that guy in that um, final lineup to end games. All right. Yeah. Well, I just think the one thing about Rondo is, yeah, he will provide that veteran leadership that they need. Um, but I feel mm-hmm. like, man, the team is old enough. You got LeBron and you got AD in there. You got you. You, yeah, you got you got Jared. Yeah, Duncan. you got some mature guys on the team. That's a Dwight thing. Howard. You got Dwight. You got you got. Yeah, this, that he has finals experience. Yeah, you got, you got like, players out there who are hungry. I mean, Dwight is hungry for a ring. Uh, I mean, I don't know about Jr. <laughs> I don't know about Jr. But uh, I think Danny. Danny. I mean, they got a lot of they got Danny Green like, in there. You got so much championship experience on this one team, so yeah. I think they'll be fine. Uh, I mean, even if Rondo's there, I think it will be it'll just be more or less the same. To be honest. Yeah, like for, as long as he's back for the playoffs, like. I feel like they'll be fine because worst comes to worst. Okay, yeah, you'll put him in. Um, I feel like 
a guy who has experience in the playoffs can't really hurt you. Like, especially with a guy exper- with experience like that, like, he's not going to hurt you. But I don't think he's going to – he's going to immensely help either. Yeah, you know? I agree. So, I think the key for them to win is how Deion Waiters plays. Because they do need another guy who can just go out there and get a bucket. Yeah, yeah. They need a guy who – like, JR and Deion, like, one of those has to be making shots. One yeah. of those dudes. Because that, that brings an added presence that you didn't expect. You know, you gonna need that. You gonna need that against the uh, against oh, free up LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that will definitely free up LeBron because right now it's very AD LeBron centric. The team, yes. So um, they need. They're gonna need some guys to step up depending on the game. You know, because you can't just rely on two people to bring in most of your scoring and also play make create shots block Defending. shots you know it's just going to be too it's just going to be too much of a burden on them totally agree with you guys um any y'all anything else to say about the uh Rondo situation uh, no sir all right with that we're going to move on to our favorite kobe moments because you, as you guys know this is episode 24 uh you know kobe wore 24 so we're going to give you guys some of our most Memorable moments, I guess. Uh, Shrey, you can start it off, man. You know how it is. All right. Um, y'all know how much I love Kobe. Um, my my favorite memory is probably um, his final season. Um, I got to go to his final game in D.C. Um, I just remember, like, I was, like, a nerd in high school. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like I was just, like, you know. I just cared too much about school, and the game was at 8, so I was, like, contemplating whether I should go or not because I might not be able to wake up the next time. My mom was just like, my mom was just like, go, go, you better go. Like, it's the last game. So I went. I mean, he he played one of his best games of the season that year. Um, he hit the game winner over Bradley Beal, had 31 points. Um, it was just so hard going to that game. I was like, should I root for the Wizards? Like, what do I do? Like, I I'm, I'm so the Wizards were in the hunt right too. They're like the they were in the hunt. So yeah, the, was like, that was the year they didn't make the playoffs though. I they made the AC. They lost that, to Toronto in the. Uh, that, oh wait, no, the year two, no, 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 no. no that, that was the year after. after. Yeah, that was it. 2015, 2016, they didn't make the playoffs. I remember that was that one year where <laughs> Gortat grew uh, Mohawk and they were terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, that was like. I, I'm so glad I went to that game. Like, the day I found out that he passed, unfortunately, rest in peace, uh, I was just so grateful that I got to go to that game because there was a good chance I wasn't going to go, but my mom pushed me to go, and I went, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was it was a great game. It was super close. I think it came down to the last possession, but Kobe had hit the game winner before that. He sealed that. Um, it was just a great game to watch. Yeah, um... My favorite Kobe memory, you know, I wasn't a big, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan growing up, um, or ever actually. Like, I was more of a LeBron guy, more of a, uh, I don't know, more Not of a mellow much. guy. But my memories of of uh, Kobe, <clears throat> I remember his last game because I remember watching this stuff on NBA streams on Reddit. Uh, because this is like like Trey said, this year was my sophomore year of high school, so I couldn't be staying up that late. Yeah, and the games were, yeah. I, I remember I did that same thing too. And it bro. was, I was watching it, on my it was like ten. The games were ten thirty because it was a Lakers game. So I remember like just watching it at like ten thirty. I wasn't expecting much. Um, I was going back and forth between the Lakers game and the Warriors game because the Warriors were trying to set the record for seventy three wins. I think 
I did not watch a single well, second yeah, I'm not surprised of that you did. <laughs> I was watching maybe – I watched a little bit. And then starting the third quarter, Kobe started getting hot. And I, I kept the screen on longer and longer for the Laker games. And it became like 12.30. I usually slept around like 11.30 at the latest. So I was getting tired, but I couldn't stop watching it. And, I mean, he couldn't miss in that third and fourth quarter. Even though he took 50 shots, my man was – it felt like he, he felt, yeah, felt, felt like, like everything was butter. Everything bro. was going That's in. Like left his and this was a decent Utah team, man. This had, they had I know they didn't make the playoffs, but they had Gordon Hayward, uh, Rudy Gobert was there, Derek, Derek Favors. Favors. This team was like they're the ninth seed. And I think if they won, they could have made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they, they had just gotten knocked out earlier oh, that night. Yes, but Kobe yeah. was just splashing, and then um, he hit like one of these just pull. He's like dribbled up in his class, you know, just pulled up. In somebody's face, knocked it down, and then um, it was just that last shot. That bro. last shot, oh, he blew, that midi, he, that patented midi, yep, bro. I think he blew a kiss. Yeah, to he me. had to go. Yeah, he, he blew a, He blew. He blew a kiss to uh, Vanessa after that, and I was like, "Wow, this dude's really good." I, I wish I appreciated him more uh, as a player and in his whole career. So uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite memory. Kobe's last game. I know it's a little cli- uh, cliche, but yeah, man, that was probably. That's probably it. For me, for me, mine gotta be in 2013 when they played the Raptors. At the end, they were they were down Ooh. by what? they were down by a lot, right, bro? They were down by like nine with yeah. about three minutes. Oh left. yeah, this is the clip you see on Instagram all the time, man. Yes, right. That, yeah. that was that's a classic. Like that's a Mamba mentality. Like action, like bro. like there's there was nothing that was stopping him. That it's night. always the Raptors. He, he, it's always the Raptors, could, man. He killed the Raptors. He would murder the Raptors, bro. Like, I don't know what he had against Canada. He came down the court. He said, through the legs. He said, all right, I'm going to put up in your face. Butter. He did it again and again and brought them back to, to tie for overtime and win the game, bro. Like, yeah, he had that dunk. He had that dunk yes. on two people. I remember he was getting double teamed and he just went by the double team. The, the shots this man was making were shots that I would be like, why the, why the hell are you taking those shots, bro? But for Kobe, those are normal shots. Kobe can problem. take those, man. That, that, do you remember that last one in regulation, bro? Yes, when he, when it he, was crazy. When he pumped fake Rudy Gay away, had a hand in his face, <laughs> it was still made. crazy. That's Mamba mentality in action. Oh, he was wilding, bro. I also have another Kobe memory. Was it the same game where he, like, Somebody like fouled him, and he literally just paused in the middle of the game, looked around. Nah, nah, nah. Game. That was the year after. That was the year he had a triple double in that, that game. That was one of his better games coming off the. I remember game. watching Sports yeah. Center in the morning right before school. I literally saw Kobe do. It. I was like, bro, this dude is cold, bro. He literally stopped in the middle of the game. He said, "Get back on defense. Let me hit this in your face." <laughs> Pulled up in the face anyways and knocked it down. I was like, this dude is. And got the N one, bro, oh, and just looked God. at him like he was nothing, bro. The greatness, like, the greatness this man saw in the court was just. Amazing, bro. I'm in awe. Yeah. Yeah, rep 24, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I got another one, too. Um, I Obviously, like, one of the most memorable games of all time. Uh, that game seven, Boston versus L.A., 2010. I remember, like, I was watching it in my parents' room. Like, I was 10 years old. Just I just wanted Kobe to win. And he passed it to Ron Artest. Oh, I remember this and one. When he made that shot, I was so happy. Like I was like, he finally got number five. He finally got more, one more than Shaq. It was crazy. He didn't have the best shooting game. I think he shot like six of twenty-four, maybe. But he had fifteen rebounds. And like in those games, you got to do whatever it takes to win. His shot wasn't falling. He got the rebounds he needed. I, he made some clutch free throws. Um, that game was just so iconic. It was just so. I was just so happy. To see him win his fifth, 
and just go on the scoring table and just put his hand, arms out. It, um, it was just amazing and just scream enjoy. Like I was just screaming. I was so happy. It was amazing. Yeah, let me tell you something about that too. Uh, I literally, I, I don't remember like super much about that game. I do remember Ron Artest's shot, but I, I learned more and more about it every time because every time I go in Trey's dorm, he's always playing that game. I swear. It's always, it's always Lakers and uh, Celtics game seven highlights. And it's like, <laughs> Trey was watching that constantly, but I swear he's watched it at least like. I've watched it so many times. Like I've watched it like that game is one of the most iconic games for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've seen the game multiple times now, so it, it's it's great. Uh, yeah, you see the impact that Kobe has around the world, man. He's a great guy. I also, I also like that game, that sixty-five point game against the Trailblazers. Ooh, ooh, dude, that was so <laughs> Like, like, how do you stop that guy, bro? Like, what do you do? I, I know what. Sh- I already know what shot you're thinking about, bro. That that spin fadeaway. Yes, sir, bro. Oh, like, how do you stop him? Bro? In OT, bro. In OT. He's cold, bro. Man, it's cold-hearted, bro. He does not care. That's dedication yeah. right there. Yeah. That dude, that dude had a, that dude had a counter move for his counter move for his counter move, bro. Like, he had, he had endless, he had endless moves in his bag. Kobe was, it's, it, yeah, I mean, he, he is... We are seeing, um, um, you know, like some things you just never get to see again, and I don't think we will ever see a, per, a player like Kobe ever again. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate, but and that man was an artist, bro. The floor was yeah. his canvas. And with the, all right, with that, with that last sentence, I'm going to ask you guys: Who is the closest thing to Kobe in today's game? Go ahead, take the floor is yours. I say, I say, Devin Booker or Jason Tatum. They show they had that tough shot making ability. Yeah, I would say so. so I would say just Tatum for sure. Uh, I mean, he yeah. trained with Kobe, I think, too. So like, I mean, for Kobe to go out and train a Celtic, that's how you know Kobe saw something special in Tatum, bro. Yeah, bro. And uh, I mean, Tatum. Yeah, you can see it in Tatum's game. He's 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 the closest thing I've seen to Kobe in these games today. Yeah, I I, I agree with Kenny. It, it's like a combination of Booker and Tatum. I feel like. The fluidity, like, all three of those guys are just, like, next level with how smooth they are with the basketball. Just the beauty of their moves. Like, I feel like all three of them is just, like, next to none. Um, But, yeah, definitely Tatum and Booker. Um, Tatum, I I remember that one game against the Lakers this year where it was, I think it was the first game the Celtics played them. Yes. He was wearing the armband like Kobe. Like, I felt like I was seeing shades of Kobe when he was shooting, bro. It was crazy. Oh, no. He was on fire that game, bro. He could not miss. He pulled up an 80 space. Anybody who was guarding him, he was pulling up anyways. Yeah, that was was his, like, that was his moment right there. That was was when everyone knew. Like, even even against that uh, that game against the – both games against the Clippers, actually. Like, he shows up against the best competition in the league. And we all know Kobe would appreciate that for sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree too with that. Um, yeah. Uh, for, with that all being said, you guys got anything else to say? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, Rip 24. Yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode. This is episode 24. Once again, next week, um, next week's going to be 25. It will be, I think it will be the last week before our, the NBA season kicks off. So we're probably going to give you guys predictions on all the first slate of games. And uh, yeah, with that, yeah, it's about to be lit. The, the next two weeks, 
I, I don't think I'm those these weeks are gonna go by real slow, bro. Because I'm just waiting for basketball to come back. Yes, July gone by pretty fast, though. July has gone by. It's almost it's almost halfway point. Halfway so. through, yeah. So uh, we got the scrimmages starting next, like in a week. And just a half, expect I to think. see expect to see uh, Bleacher Report blow up your uh, Twitter feed with a bunch of Zion and LeBron highlights, man. Just get ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ESPN. You already know they love LeBron. If you guys haven't yet, follow us on Instagram at City Boy Rock Podcast. We post there every day. Um, we're doing like some highlight clip of all the playoff teams right now. It's pretty, pretty, pretty lit. Mm-hmm. We got the Miami Heat coming tomorrow. Uh, I mean, these these both do very good numbers. You, you'll see why if you guys look on them. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Shout out to Vincent with the edits. I've been making the edits, Trey and Kenny always come up with the clips, best clips of the season. So uh, yeah. With that being said, this is going to wrap up the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll see you all next week. Peace. Hi, y'all.